All right, that is the song Trick from our special guest coming up. He is a 30-year-plus veteran of the New York music scene, hasn't left home, still records, tours, and uh, just right in the Big Apple. Uh, the band is Milo Z and the lead singer and producer, drummer, Milo Z. That is called Trick, which is uh, a great video on YouTube and kind of was a lead into the election of this past November. Mm -hmm. We welcome our great friend, I think the third or fourth time on the Upper Room. Uh, it's not Upper Room anymore. Joe Kelly Radio, sorry. Uh, Milo Z, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How you doing, Joe? Yeah, it's good to be back. Good. Yeah, good Good to see you. We're like an hour north of where you live. Um, let's kick right into uh, the video of the song that uh, we just heard, Trick. Um, when, when did you uh, shoot the video? Because it's kind of tough shooting videos these days, right? Yeah, we shot that one. Um, let me think about that. I, I, I guess we started in 2019. Oh, okay. We started that one in 2019, and um, but we still, uh, no, no, we, we started recording the song in 2019, and then we uh, shot the video in 2020. Um, and, um, you know, uh, that was right when uh, things started to hunker down, you know, like some of the shots you see, uh, you'll see people with masks, ma right. wearing masks, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, it was my protest, my protest video. It seems like um, the last few songs I released they've they've seemed to be more on the political tip these days you know right so you don't get with orange that's a great line i don't I, I don't dig i, I don't dig orange people <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I can't i can't I've, I've just started drinking orange juice again actually oh okay things are getting slightly better yeah tangerines i'm eating tangerines um for a while i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't stomach it no too much pulp yeah right right and of course, uh, from New York City, um, right in the center of the beginning of, of the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, we, Connecticut, we're not too far from you. It, it was bad here, but you guys, man, I, I felt so much for you guys. And how, how did you, first let's get, when was your last gig on stage with uh, Milo Z? I, okay. I, before, before the pandemic really kicked yes. in. So we had just, it's weird. We had just gotten in a, a short tour in Greece in February, um, that was that was awesome. We and while we were over there, we started hearing um, we started hearing about you know COVID and, and the pandemic. Um, and it's funny, uh, I was hearing about it, but but the, the places were still packed. The the, the clubs, it was it was right. a great little mini tour. And then when when I was um, coming back on the plane, I noticed there was a couple who was like um, you know thoroughly masked up you know, M95 masks. And um, I was like, okay, okay, this is getting a little intense. And um, that was the end of February. <clears throat> then when we came back, uh, I think I had two more shows, uh, I think early March before everything just completely shut down. I think I played uh, the Stanhope House in Stanhope, New Jersey. Right, and it, right. And it, was, it was still a decent crowd. Um, and then I think I did a red line on Bleecker Street, and, and that was pretty slow. And um, and then all the other gigs I had uh, coming up, like the, the, in the following weeks, just got 
canceled one by one. They were like, uh, you know, we don't know if we're going to do it. We're going to do maybe smaller bands. Or, and then there was just like no, no bands. <laughs> so um, right, right. everything just pretty much shut down for all entertainment, basically. Yeah. Well, what's been the toughest thing besides, you know, of course, money coming through for, for musicians? What's been the toughest thing for you? Um, you, you know, having things um, change so abruptly. Yeah, it's like, OK, um, well, besides just the, the bizarre world that, that, that we were living in and, uh, you know, uh, you know, saying, is this is this real? Is this really happening? And, and uh, uh, you know, not playing that 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 feedback from an audience, uh, you know, right. you're so used to doing that, you know, uh, like like you said, I've been doing it for 30 years. Uh, Milo Z funk. So, um, it, musicians, it kind of defines who we are. What what you do is who you are. So, if you're not doing it, then you say, "Okay, who am I?" Right? Right, right. Um, so, and of course, um, through the city, there's been so much that's happened. New York City, um, so much. I mean, you know, oh yeah, the protests and uh, absolutely. So, New New York, of course, got hit really hard and and first because you know it's it's the hub right new york la and stuff um and new york because you know we're we're all living on top of each other the subways and stuff we got really hit hard um people coming from europe and uh um so uh you know that 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 it was a scary time it was a scary time um and and it's still the the city uh, and then of course it just shut down. Everything shut down, and uh, it was eerie. So um, that's when I wrote that 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 next song, uh, "Calling Out," which right. was about the basic what was going on, the lockdown, and uh, yeah. And uh, I, I I had to do something to just keep creative, you know. Um, so what can we do? We can write. Yeah. What. One of the things that I noticed from afar is that you, you haven't just sat back and thought about the glory days. You're you're on the internet. You're you're doing positive, uh, you know, talks about you know things going on and speaking your mind. And of course, you, you've uh, people. L- let me give the uh, YouTube channel Milo Z Funk, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, what is my 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 YouTube channel? I yeah. I guess if you just Google uh, uh, YouTube, put in Milo right. Z. Right. Um, maybe it's just Milo Z or Milo Z right. Funk, Milo Z Band. It, um, it'll come up. Yeah, it'll come up. And um, yeah, so so you know, been putting out um, the, like the trick video. I wanted to definitely get that one out bef- before the election. Um, right. and, so you're and, happy with the result, <laughs> like like myself? Yeah. Um, it, it was. It was. It felt like you know. Empowering, you know, to be be able to yeah. do something. I mean, um, uh, you know, music and art. Um, a lot of times, is a reflection of the times. You know, uh, a, a lot of my career, I, I've made a lot of you know good funky music that people love to dance to and um, have a good time. It's all about the party, and I, and I'm into that. I'm into grooving and 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 just rocking the house. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's been such interesting uh, times that, uh, you know, the music reflects 
the music that reflects that. I wrote a song called uh, Rubber Bands. I think I put that out in 2019. And that was about like school shootings and being a parent. I'm a parent. So, and, yeah. and um, my kid's school had a lockdown, <clears throat> a drill, um, mm -hmm. which, which, you know, was something that uh, we never had when we were kids, you know? Uh, I mean, earlier on, they had those drills where you get under your desk when, when the bomb is supposed to be coming. Right. But, right, right. but, but, but nowadays, uh, I, I guess that's the one, one thing about COVID and the shutdown <laughs> schools are closed. So there's no more school shootings. That's a positive. Right. right. Yeah. So, so um, talking about New York city and everything, you, you grew up your, your beginnings in the lower East side. You still live in the lower East side? Still in the LES. Yep. LES. Yeah. What, what was it like uh, back then growing up in, in the music scene? Because, you know, down, down there in the village is notorious for so much history. How, how did you first get into music? You know, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like the East Village, Lower East Side had so, so much going on, so much art. Like it was it was a cheap place to live, you know, so so artists would flock there and they, they could they could, you know, get a cheap rent and, and, and do their art. Um, there was a lot of musicians, uh, you know, a lot of salsa, uh, um, a lot of, lot of small clubs and, um, uh, you know, on the Bowery, the Five Spot and, and all, all these different, um, the Grill. I remember this, this place in the Grill. I got started playing drums. There was a Sunday jam at a place called Dan Lynch's. Which is on Second, which was on Second Avenue between 13th and 14th Street, and um, is a blues bar. And right. I, I was walking by there one Sunday afternoon. It was probably I was probably about 16, and and there, I I heard this great music coming, you know, out the door. Um, it was the blues, <laughs> and right. um, it just drew me in, and I was kind of like, you know, peep, peeping in and. And, and, and the, the bouncer at the door is like, yeah, yeah, you can go in, you know, as long as you don't drink, you know, and like, yeah, just want to check out the music. So I went and I got in a Coke, I got a Coca-Cola and, and sat down and, and there was there was a bar right in front of the band. There's the bar. And then on the opposite side of the bar, there's another bar where you could sit and the, the band is on the other side. And I just mm -hmm. watched watched this blues band. And I think it was. Um, I think it was Bill Dicey band and there was this great drummer, uh, Charles Honeyboy Otis. Okay. Amazing, amazing, amazing guy um, who was so cool. Uh, uh, such a great drummer. And, and, he, and he wore a suit and he had a toothpick and um, I, I was just mesmerized. And then I don't think I played that Sunday. I think I just watched. But then um, the next Sunday I came down and I signed up on the list and 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 you know sat in and started doing uh playing green onions <laughs> oh wow <laughs> and um you know uh maybe did a tune or two and uh the other musicians were like yeah cool and maybe some musicians were like you know you're slowing down man you know so um uh -huh. i sort of got my um cut my teeth in dan lynch's playing the drums who influenced you uh, as a drummer growing up Oh, well, I was big into uh, Led Zeppelin. So okay. I love John Bonner. Right. You know, it's that fat, fat beat. But I but also um, love jazz. Not that okay. I can really hang uh, that tough with, 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 with you know, playing jazz. Um, I don't think my chops were up to it. Um, 
but you know, guys like Elvin Jones and, 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 and Max Rhodes, Buddy Rich. And, uh, uh, but, oh, and I also really liked, um, Mitch Mitchell, you know, Hendrix's drummer. Okay. And, um, I started playing, I got into a band with, um, this guy, Johnny Allen. <clears throat> you probably know Johnny Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Been around for, for years, a great blues rock guitar player. And, um, I joined his band when I was like 17 uh, and we started playing Dan Lynch's on a regular and the, the band was called Fizz Ed. And okay. we, would, we wouldn't get the good nights. We wouldn't get the Fridays or Saturdays, but we'd get like Tuesdays and stuff. But it was real cool. And, it, um, you know, if uh, and we made a little money and, and it was a good response. And um, and uh, then I started playing with some other bands. I got into a band called Joey Miserable and the Worms, a famous uh you know, a uh, bar band that, that played Nightingales uh, pretty much every weekend. That, that Nightingales was right down the street on 13th Street and 2nd Avenue. Okay. Uh, and uh, I played drums in that band for about five, four or five years before I finally, like, put my own thing together and became a front man, you know. Right. And you've got such unique uh, singing voice. And, and when you rap, too, um, how, how do you gravitate to doing lead vocals and being the front man? Yeah. So so when I was in this band, The Worms, I had written a rap song called Buddy Bug. It's kind of an anti-drug song, sort of inspired okay. by the message. Yeah. Grandmaster. Yeah. Yep. And um, and the bass player in The Worms fancied himself a drummer. And the Mr. Joey Miserable, the guitar player, liked to play the bass. So he actually jumped on the bass bass player jumped on the drums and I came out front and rapped this rap song, Buddy Bug. And I just got like a, a the, the taste for the spotlight and uh, right. for the front man. I was like, wow, this, this is, this feels good. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because um, they actually, uh, John, the other guitar player for that band, like re-released some um, of the old Worms, recordings and um there is a recording of buddy bug <laughs> there's actually a video of buddy bug um on youtube from the worms at nightingale's like 1985 i'm rapping and and wow. i just listened to my voice then and although i i did have i could rap I, it was like my uh voice hadn't changed yet <laughs> you know so I, I sound real adolescent real high pitched right i can't listen to it you know <laughs> i'm gonna uh, have to check that out yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, but then um, I just started writing other types of stuff and trying to sing a little bit. And um, there was this blues singer, uh, Mo's, Mo Holmes. He had this band. Oh, Mo yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he became a really good friend of mine. He, he was- Yeah, you guys were real tight, yeah. Yep, he was a staple at Dan Lynch's and he was in the Holmes Brothers for a while. And- um, Oh, okay, yeah. He was really encouraging as far as singing, he's like, yeah, you got something, you know, uh, you know, go stick with the lows, stick with the lows. And, uh, you know, so I kind of like, I could hear the lows and the harmonies were starting to come. And I learned a lot from, from Mo about singing. And he used uh, to play a lot at the club next to the bitter end, right? Next to the bitter end. Oh yeah. The red lion, the red lion. Yeah. Yes. I, I still was up until about nine months ago. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. 
So Milo Z is with us. And um, I was just thinking about what you were talking about. Maybe we could have met. I was in living in New York in 82. I went a semester at NYU. Okay. Only a semester. I left town. I should have stayed there. But I don't know if I told you the story. Rick Rubin was living in our dorm, just starting up Def Jam Records. Wow. I, I had no idea he was living there until I read about his story and everything. But yeah, that was 82. So you were in you were in the scene just about starting around then? Yeah, I was in, I was playing drums then. I was I was in the worms. It, 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 I okay. think it's just around eight, 82 or maybe I just gotten out. Of, I think I just graduated high school around then. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and so maybe 83 or something. And uh, um, yeah, I was playing Dan Lynch's Nightingales. And then uh, right around, I guess, 90 is when I put together my band. Right. OK. And Milo Z, of course, well, well known for having a kick ass band and great stage performance. Uh, I was talking to G, my wife, about a show that we saw in Norwalk, Connecticut years ago. You were there. And um, my experience, we went in there. We were close to the stage by the third song. We were pushed by the crowd to the door. And she goes, you remember that girl spilled all her, her beer all over your clothes? I didn't remember. And I don't drink, so I, I should have remembered. But I didn't. I don't have no recollection of it. Right. But, uh, yeah, you got everybody loves the Milo Z. I mean, how how did you get into uh, developing your stage presence, you know, to, to where it is today? You know, I'm a big James Brown fan. So so um, I uh, I just love that 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 showmanship that that mm -hmm. and 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 the band being so tight like that um uh the dance steps and stuff so i just started incorporating uh trying to get the horns to do uh some simple moves and and um at first i was wearing more street clothes when I, when i first came out you know just like sneakers and stuff but i think Maybe Moe's influence on me. I started dressing a little more old school, like three quarter lengths uh, uh, jackets and stuff like that, and shoes, and wearing a, a bowler or derby, and and uh, you know trying to be a little bit more flashy. I remember Mo said to me, <laughs> um, "You should never look like the people in the audience." Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's that old school thing, you know. Um, right. So, so I, I got more into that, but, um, so I was rocking, rocking, uh, rocking the, the stage clothes a little bit more, you know, I you even, gotta have that and you gotta have your handkerchief, right? Match oh, suit. oh, my handkerchief. Right. That's kind of like my, that's like my Linus blanket. Actually. It's like, <laughs> it's to wipe my brow, but it's kind of like an, uh, security thing. When I have that in my right, hand, right. if I don't have that in my hand, I'm like, I'm missing something. <laughs> But I remember um, James Brown had this one suit. It was a black suit with um, three, three uh, crystal rows down the sleeve. I think the left sleeve. It had three rows of crystal. And I was like, that okay. is bad. And I, I actually got a custom suit, a little similar, but I got five rows of crystals down the, the arm. And that's oh, my, wow. and, and that's, <laughs> I think that's the most money I ever spent on a, on a wardrobe <laughs> i don't so think i do yeah go ahead i don't think i do that again but um that, that that's 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 my uh most outrageous um outfit i think 
no, I think you do a great job. Very stylish, of course, clean all the time. And, um, you know, I think it's exactly what Mo told you, you know, stand out from the crowd you're performing to. Right, right. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, you have to be in a three-piece suit. I mean, I remember Mo, one time we were doing a gig at Wetlands and he came out with um, uh, a guinea tee cut off at the belly and he had a belly so that was quite <laughs> a look you know yeah, that's it just meant you don't look like the audience so you know i mean p-funk you right. had a guy coming out in the diaper i guess so yeah so, yeah i you know. i had gary Scheider on the show man oh yeah. wow yeah so right so it doesn't have to necessarily be a right thing. right so just you know do something to stand out mm-hmm. so they say hey yeah did you see what milo was wearing do you see that guy on stage that right was something different. right <laughs> So uh, you've worked with various musicians over the years, and um, Joe Copeland's been one of the guys running with you the longest, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, um, used to guys still work together, or are you having Joe, a while? Joe, um, you know, um, Joe played with me for 29 years. He Unfortunately, he didn't make the, the, the 30th anniversary show, which was a couple of years ago. Um, okay. Joe is upstate in Poughkeepsie. He's doing well. I'm talking to him. Um, uh he was, he's in a program, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to get himself together. You know, there's a bit right, of a drink right. going on. And uh, so he's doing well, though. I just spoke to him like last week. So oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. Tell me, said, what's up? You know, think I will. You know, I will, Joe. Yeah. I know he remembers you. So, uh, yeah. you know, he had to get out of the city. Uh, yeah. You know, um, sometimes the city can be rough and, uh, and out of the bar things, bar scene stuff too. So, you know. Yeah. Wish him uh, wish him some great sobriety. So I definitely cool. will. Yeah, he did a, he's a year clean. So okay. Hey, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I I had a similar journey. I stopped a, a while back, but yeah, I know the struggle very, very closely. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Milo Z is with us here, and we're uh, enjoying talking about the latest creations from Milo and of course uh, going back to his 30-year career. And uh, we we've talked about your connection with Greece, but to refresh the listeners, how did how did you get it? So you're pretty much over there every few years or so, right? Yeah, um, you know, it was just a promoter who saw me in in New York, I think in a club in the Village, maybe, and um, liked the band. And 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 there was a club over there called the, There's a club over there in Athens called the Half Note, which is kind of like a blue note here. Okay. You know, right. that same type of vibe. They do mostly jazz and stuff. Um, and um, I guess he brought one of my CDs and they dug it. Uh, I think it was the CD I recorded at Tramps live and bumping. And it oh, had okay. that 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 had, you know, the live vibe. I think he had taken the previous CD I, I put put out, which was um, basically to how, which was a, a studio CD. Um, but I don't I don't think that like did the trick but when they heard the live cd and the audience response and how the band sound, sounds live they were like yeah we can get with this and then uh it just grew from there i just they really uh appreciate the the funk the, and the and the razuma funk more specifically right right so razuma funk of course i saw it on youtube uh that that was from greece right um well razuma funk is is what i call my music it's just, just right, the, right. the combination of rhythm and blues, rap, jazz, and funk, and rock. So that's just the, the, the moniker I came up with. Yeah, there was a groove, I think, for your 30-year. I think it was put up there in February, celebrating 
30 oh, years yes. ago. Yeah. Yes. Check that. That's great live. Yeah. Where was that recording? Greece? I, I, I believe that that was, um, I believe that that was at the cutting room. Yes. The 30th anniversary oh, okay. was the cutting room, which is a cutting great, okay. great sounding room and, and really a pretty room. Um, so many clubs you performed all around the tri-state area and, um, you know, you, you mentioned Tramps recording there. That That's one club I miss. We used to go see Morris Day in the time a lot there. We saw Sheila E. And, uh, oh, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Tramps, you know, you, you miss that club a lot? Oh, yeah. That, uh, uh, shout out to Steve Weissman. Um, yeah, um, that was one of my favorite places to play. Uh, we, we did a lot of double bills um, and openers for, for great acts. Um, I saw Morris Day there. I don't think we ever opened up for him, but we opened up for like Chuck Brown many times, oh, Maceo wow. Parker, um, mm -hmm. Average White Band. Um, and of course we headlined there too. So um, it was just a great, they had some great acts coming through there. I saw Ray Charles there. Oh. Um, that was, that was, that was a great venue. Uh, I, I think, well, they started out, I think on 14th street, it was a smaller club. <clears throat> but um and then they, when they moved to like 20th or 21st street i think it was that's that's okay. when we were really playing there yeah we used to when we would see a show we'd head right behind the soundboard and you'd be elevated you could see the whole whole show yeah. perfectly yeah yeah i remember we played a oh. show there i think we had opened up for chuck brown and and prince okay. i walked the prince walked right by me yeah oh wow yeah so he, he was checking you out Oh, I, I, I don't know if he was checking me. I, maybe he showed up right right when we got off. I don't know. I, I know we had just gotten off and he, he could have seen us. I don't know. Right, right. The mysterious Prince Hall. But he, he was yeah. always, till, till his last week on earth, he was uh, checking out live music all the time. So, Absolutely. Uh, so I think, I mean, I know he loved Chuck Brown, you know, the godfather of Go-Go. So. Right, right. Uh, Milo Z just joined us. His website, MiloZ, M-I-L-O-Z.com. And... Uh, you know, your band now, you always have a great band with you and guys. And uh, who, who's in the current band? I see some of, some of the people who jam with you for a while, but you tell me who's Absolutely. in the band. You know, I got a, I got a different um, roster of players, you know. So um, uh, right now uh, I got uh, Jocko, Jake Marley on bass. This is like one of my oldest partners. I grew up with this cat, great, great bass player really holds down a groove. Um, I have a few different guitar players. Um, uh, Emilio Tastado plays with me, uh, Sung Wong Kim. Um, uh, who else? Oh, Glennie Styles uh, okay. from Boston. Um, um, oh, Frank Ocasio plays with me sometimes. Frank, Frank, is, uh, Frank is the guitar player who used to be in The Authority. Oh, okay. Oh, you and, just posted a video of him I saw on Facebook. Yeah, maybe. You know, um, yeah. we're actually, um, it's funny, we're, we're actually collaborating on a song right now. Oh, um, okay. So big shout out to, to Big Frank. Yeah, um, it's a song called New York City is Burning. So okay. um, look for that. It, um, it's, it's lately, I've, it seems I've been doing more co collaborating uh, since this lockdown, which is, which is right. something I don't, haven't normally did you know uh the the last song and video i put out calling out <clears throat> that was of course about the lockdown and covid and then um this my brother harvey morris who, who was a drummer uh who used to play with me and um 
I think we went to Europe together for the first time, like back in like 95, 96. He, okay. uh, I posted something on Facebook with me and my keyboard, Casio, just singing the song, calling out. And he liked it so much that he hit me up the next day and sent me like a version where he added some background vocals and like a preacher rap. And okay. um, um, he really d dug it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Thank you so much. And he was like, yeah, man, I hope you don't mind. I was like, no, not at all. And then um, the more I listened to the song, like I hadn't recorded it yet, but the more I listened to the version with him on it, I was I was like, you know, I, I like it. Let's let's yeah. do it. So so we 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 started working on it together. And, and it, at first, the song was mostly just about COVID and the lockdown and, right. you know, going through in New York. And um, but then George Floyd happened. And um, mm -hmm. uh, so the song changed a little bit to, to also reflect what was going on there with, with the protests and, and justice and things like that. Um, yeah, another another great video, and I hear a little Motown beat to it too, right? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah. right. It's got that Motown groove, and um, uh, people have really responded to it. And and that that video was really interesting to shoot because I was just, you know, riding my bike around New York, and the street the streets were so desolate. You know, there's a shot in the video of Times Square and I'm looking down Times Square from like, I don't know, 50th Street straight down. And it's just completely empty. Um, and then you juxtapose that with with the protests, you know, that came in the spring and the summer. Right. So it's was a it been a really interesting time in the city. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, you know, I wanted to document that in, in the video. And I think we did. I think it's like almost like a new uh, a news clip of, of 2020 in New York, you know? Yeah, there's been so much that you've lived through through this whole COVID and, and before that. And, you know, you kept it on the positive tip. You you guys went out and uh, did some park jams. I, I saw you. And it's cool seeing you play percussion and sing too and seeing yeah. people's reaction walking yeah. by. Yeah, where did where, you guys, when do you decide where to set up if, if it's kind of an impromptu jam? Yeah, you know, um, First, we I, I got I got a cajon, you know, it's that box you sit on, and right, right, and, yeah. and, and it was kind of like okay. Um, the first time we did it was in Madison Park on Twenty Third okay. Street by the Flatiron Building, okay, and um, it was really really cool, and and the people were like out on the lawn, they really really dug it. Eventually, the Parks Department came over and and, and shut us down uh, because they said you can't have amplification, you know. Oh, okay, yeah which I understand, but it's kind of ridiculous because there was another band there that had like a bunch of horns that didn't no. have application, application right. and the drummer was so loud. I mean, like they were louder than us, but you know, it's a technical law. So we moved to the divider between the park and Fifth Avenue right by the Flatiron building because, and, and we played there and that seemed to work out fine. And um, right. um, oh, then we also played by the Cube a few times, um, I think when they called the election that Biden won, we that we were out there that day, and that was just what an awesome uh, moment it was. So we had to get out there and play on the street. People were just like dancing in the streets, and yeah. um, I was so glad that uh, just to had to be there, had to be out there, had to be playing. And of course, we played Trick, you know. Right, right, yeah. Who's the guy who impersonates uh, Trump? Oh, that's that's Carlo. Carlo Fiorello, big okay. ups to him. 
um, you know, I put out a, 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 a ad, I don't know, on Craigslist looking for somebody to play, play Trump. And I didn't get a lot of responses. Actually, I only got one and it was from Carlo. And Car Carlo is awesome. He's like, picture this little, uh, picture like a little Joe Pesci type guy right. with, a, with a blonde Trump wig and orange <laughs> Cheetos rubbed on his face. Right, and right. That's what you, that's what you got. I think he just goes off oh, great. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I saw some comments on the video though that that he dances too good. Trump is not that good a dancer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely not. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I had a lot of fun, fun uh, doing that, and and um, yeah, doing that video. And uh, oh man, big up, big ups uh, to my man. Oh. Sh who shot and edited the video. I'm having a blank right now. Uh, yeah, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Right, right. Yeah. yeah another another, uh, another scene that, you know, we talked about the Lower East Side, but the Greenwich Village, another the village, another place where you guys have done numerous memorable shows there. And uh, right before COVID, was it the scene had it changed quite a bit? Um, the East Village? Yeah. Well, it was before COVID and the lockdown. I mean, it was hopping. I mean, I'm not going to say that it was cool as it once was. Um, it was more a lot, a lot more um, sort of like frat kids. And um, I mean, it's still a very, very diverse neighborhood, um, but maybe a little less less diverse or less culturally diverse like it seemed like you'd go to a bar and you it'll be just uh you know frat boys or i'm, I'm you know less less eclectic uh mix you know um mm -hmm. just like kids who want to be around other kids that are just like them mm -hmm. you know where back in the day you would go to the village and you 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 go to the village because you, you want to be around different types of people and experience different types of things. Now it's more like um kind of like the yuppie thing. Well, you know, but uh you know, you know what I'm saying. It's kind of like yeah, I know. they just want to be there with their frat buddies and take right, over the right. club, and it's all yeah. of them. Where back in the days you go to like uh Dan Lynch and there'll be there'll be old an old man at the bar and there'll be different types of people at the bar and then there'll be young kids and then there'll be college kids and then there'll be artists and stuff like that. It's, it's less like that. So the cooler places are harder to find and the cooler places, you know, they try to keep it a little on the down low so that, you know, you know, uh, it's, it's not just like all the same type of people, you know? Yeah. You play at the red line and next door, the bitter end. And, and you guys saw with days of wild, a lot of guys jam back and forth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your horn player uh, plays in Days of Wild too, right? One of them. Um, oh, 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 Joel. Joel Cruz yeah. was playing right. that band, yes. Um, yeah, I noticed. Big, big shout out to Joel. Uh, Joel moved back down to uh, Georgia. Uh, oh, okay. Um, either Macon or Atlanta, I'm not sure. But, you know, and that's that's because of uh, COVID and the lockdown, you know, it, it's hard. Yeah. And make a living right now, you know. You got so, Thomas Hutchins. Uh, oh, Thomas. Thomas is the one who Thomas has been playing with me off and on for years. Big, big shout right. out to Thomas. He's also the one who played the beautiful, beautifully on calling out. 
on the Calling Out song. Oh, okay. He's featured on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's him in the video too. And um, uh, the the song I think um, uh, ends around five minutes and, and, and his solo comes in at the end, but I have a longer extended version of that song that I will put out eventually that it goes on for another minute. And he's just played so beautifully. I got, I got to put it out just because of him. I look forward to hearing that. And also um, you got, you guys have done some gigs. Who's the, uh, the Milo Z doggy in the video. I saw you play a small gig recently. Barking. The Milo Z what? It was a dog barking while you were playing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Where was that? Kid that's at? funny because my daughter just got a got a dog. We got a dog about seven months ago. Um, oh, okay. Basically, a you know COVID dog. You know they, they can't go to school, right. they can't see their friends. So I think a lot of people are getting dogs. But right. no, that was a private event we were playing. I think that was that was in the fall, and um, uh, it was a, a wedding anniversary, and it was uh, okay, it, it, and. Uh, and they had they had the dog they had the dog there and and it's so yeah. funny I don't think we were, no we definitely weren't playing the song dog because I don't really play that song too much anymore but we were playing something funky and the dog was just barking you know yeah you, you were rocking your purple suit then right rocking your purple suit yep yep yeah yeah because I because it it was funny because I was watching the video and uh, my my own dog uh, I heard the dog my dog's up. My dog's boyfriend, little dog, is, is a dog who looks exactly like that. Okay. So I said, well, I've seen that, that kind of dog, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So funky so, got the dog's barking. What kind, of, what, what kind of dog do you have? We got a Shih Tzu. Her, oh, name, okay, is, cool. her name is Cookie, and she's like, I, I call her, a, I, my, my name for her is a ridiculous little creature because it is not a real dog. It's like a toy, you know? It's... <laughs> It's, it's, it's really, um, it's, you know, it's one of those, uh, pick it up, put it in your, your pocketbook type of dog, you know, but, um, yeah. it's really, uh, really, uh, makes my daughter happy. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure. It was like a lot, like a, 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 she wanted a dog for, for years and, and, and had been asking and like, Oh, I don't know. You know, cause well, I had a dog way back in the day, but that was before Poopy Scooper. Oh, that was right, right when right. Scooper Laws came in and, and on the Lower East Side and the Bowery and stuff, like nobody was yeah. picking up after. I mean, there was bums doing their business between cars. So nobody yeah. was picking up after the dogs. And I certainly wasn't. Right. Um, I think in my juvenile delinquency, I even like stole a, a pooper scooper sign off of, of a post. <laughs> or something. So but so I wasn't into getting another dog and stuff. But but then, you know, this COVID, uh, you got to you got to do it. And it, it was per perfect. Perfect. But it's but it's must be tough in the city having a dog, right? Or do you have places you can go? Um, well, I mean, with the little dogs, definitely in the and the snow. Although Cookie likes the snow, um, oh, okay. you know. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there's little parks. You know, I'm I'm right around. Um, there's a park, uh, Christie Street Park, right 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 on Houston Street there. Um, okay. you know, go, go to Washington square. They got little dog parks there and the Tompkins square. Oh, you, you, you brought cookie to the small one there. Yeah. The little, the, the little exactly. one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We got a puggle dog and we go to the, the park up here. They got a river and everything. So, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 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 You got to keep the sanity and keep the happiness in the home. That's Absolutely. You know, it really does help. I mean, they, 
I, I mean, I, I had a dog when I was, you know, young t teenager and stuff. And um, I hadn't had a dog in so long. They just, all they do is, uh, you know, give you love. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And these days and times, you know, when we're all locked down and stuff, it's, it's, it's really important. People who don't like dogs, it says a lot about them. Right, and right. Um, if you remember a certain uh, orange fellow didn't have dogs and I don't think he was too cool. So uh, yeah. that, that says a lot, something that right there. And now, now we got a, a good guy in there who's got two beautiful German shepherds and, uh, I think I think I think I like dog, dog people. Mo actually, Mo once said to me when my dog died, uh, he 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 said I like I like dogs better than most people, and I re I always remember that, you know. Right, right. That's why you like Mo so much. Oh, Mo 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 was my brother, man. I mean, Mo was like an uncle, you know. He was a bit older than me, but that was uh that was in a real, real original, uh real person real cat and a uh, really one of the coolest uh guys on the earth you know um um and what what a talent what a talent um it's funny because i was talking a story he mo mo used to play terror blues every sunday and um i remember i would go down and sit in with him sometimes and oh, one time, club i was talking about next to bitter end right uh terror blues that's right yeah yeah that's right and he would play there, and I went there a couple of times, and and Tom Jones was there, checking him out, and and oh, wow. and I and I was sitting with Tom Jones, and, and he said to me, "You you can't learn that," and and I, and I was like, and I was like, I hear you, and, I, and I'm like, and what specifically can't you learn? And he was like, that tone, can't learn that tone. Mo had such a great, beautiful tone to his voice, and yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. And I think I think uh, I think Tom even invited him to to come to Atlantic City and and, and uh, sing with him on stage. I don't think that happened, but I, I remember. Right. And 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 uh, that day, I actually sang with Tom Jones' background uh, for Mo at Terra Blues, and I think we were doing "Stand by Me." So that was pretty awesome. Every Sunday night, it was. That was every Sunday. Yeah, he did it for years. Mo Holmes and the Pioneers. Yeah. So Milo, I know you've been jamming and uh, recording some songs and uh, anything. Well, I, I, you're probably waiting for the, the the sign to say go. But how about live stuff? You got anything tentatively lined up? You know, um, yeah. Um, this summer, I think uh, we're I think things are going to start to open up a little bit this summer, maybe more in the fall. But um I know we're going to do some more gigs up in Vermont. There's a place up in Chester, Vermont that has an outdoor space. Um, okay. You know what? I'm going to give a big shout out to them. Uh, uh, the Country Girl Diner. Uh, okay. Jess, great, great, great lady. And uh, we played there last fall. And we're going to go up there again this summer. And uh, so uh, and hopefully some more stuff is going to open up. I think we're going to do a little bit more playing on the street. That's more for the love than, than anything. You know, we, we put the tip bucket out and, uh, you know, guys make a little bit of money, but it's more just to just to do what we love. You know, that, that you, you know, um, got to get you back up to Saratoga. Spring, oh, spring yes. Track. Yeah. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Saratoga. Right. And um, the casino. The, right. I also play. What do I play? Yonkers. Yonkers Raceway. And right. Right. Yonkers. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, you know, continuing to, to write and uh, 
trying to put out new music. And like I said, um, um, right now I'm collaborating with uh, Franco Casio, uh, the former guitar player for The Authority. And we're working on, on a song called um, New York's on Fire. And it's basically about um, people leaving, running, fr running from New York like, like it's on fire. And, uh, right. you know, how, uh, you know, the city is going to come back. And, uh, you know, uh, so so I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. And I'm working on some other things. I think this is going to surprise people. Something to do with... Uh, uh, music but also a little bit of acting oh okay yeah so lots of lots of great things the future's bright he's always positive keep gotta, gotta keep going right gotta, gotta get to the vaccine how, how close how close are you to getting the vaccine um i'm not that close um uh but but i i think by the springtime i, I can hopefully get it you know um, yeah, my wife and i my wife and i we can uh start trying to set appointment uh this sunday Mar oh, march yeah? 1st, first monday or yeah we're finally eligible good 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 um yes i i i heard i think yesterday there's another a new vaccine now it's only one shot i think that's um is that from oh, yeah, johnson johnson johnson, and johnson yeah uh-huh so yes i mean the sooner we all do it the, the better and, and in the meantime we have to keep being diligent wearing masks and um you know trying to uh stop the bleeding so you know so to speak stop stop the hemorrhaging you know uh stop, yeah, stop honest yeah go ahead stop making things worse um uh, you know try 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 to you know just hunker down a little longer and and you know be responsible and and get out the truth and and stop the disinformation and st stop the politics you know it's not red it's not red or blue it's it's about mm -hmm. life man it's about you know we can either go down together or we can go up together, you know? So, yeah, New York's burning, but Milo Z is not running away. He's going to. That's right. Planted right in New York, I'm sure. Right. Absolutely. That's born and raised. That's my home, you know? So, New York, thank you, brother, man. Go ahead. Joe, so appreciate it, man. I, I love your show. Um, you know, you got, you got such a great history. I mean, you were the first, radio station on, on, on Prince's website and, and that there's a reason for that, you know, because you play you play real music. You play such a nice variety of music too, you know. Um and, and you play a lot of funk and soul and and uh and you're just a real cat man and, and, and you you welcome musicians uh uh local and otherwise you know so so cats who are trying to get their foot in the door, get their music heard. Um, and, and of course, you know, well-known, uh, bands who, who've been doing it for years, who, you know, cool in the gang and et cetera, other, other bands who, you know, right. We love too, but you also play artists that are trying to, you know, make some noise for the first time, you know, so we really appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, and always, you've been a great friend to our show and great guy. And, uh, man, look forward to seeing you back on stage, you and the band. Thank you, my brother. Yeah, MiloZ.com. And also definitely check uh, out the yeah, YouTube for MiloZ. Yeah. Check out the YouTube. Check out uh, uh, the Instagram. I, uh, that's, let me see. I get them mixed up. I think the Instagram is MiloZFunk. Okay. Um, I think the Twitter is MiloZBand. And the Facebook is MiloZFunk2012. Okay, perfect. That's, 
And definitely check out the videos. My Reverb Nation page is Milo Z Funk, and you can check out a, a lot of my music there too. Oh, and of course Spotify and all that stuff. Yeah, good thing you got a unique uh, name. So, right, right. Yeah. Now you got now you got to put the space between the the O and the Z. Though it's Milo Space Z. It's not That's Milo. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Milo. Joe, here's some more it. music. Yeah, hear more music from Milo Z. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother.